You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Palestine, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow in time. It's good. I think you're clear. And, uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I love you. That's Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, on a voicemail in 2018. The Daily Mail had leaked that, and there's more fallout and more information and questions about that voicemail and what it meant. This is June 29, 2022. We are live streaming right now at Rumble.com. You can go to Rumble.com, enter in the search engine, one word, Larry Connors, USA. It'll take you to our page, and then you'll see previous blogs, and you'll see where you punch for live and join us in studio. And I remind you, if you miss any part of the programs, they're all posted later as a podcast at LarryConnorsUSA.com, LarryConnorsUSA.com. So here we have Biden and that voicemail referring to a New York Times article involving Hunter and a deal he was working with the Chinese oil tycoon. And when it appeared online before it was released in publication the next day, Biden saw it, Joe Biden saw it and called his son and said, hey, I think, I think you're in the clear. You're in the clear. Now, what kind of message do you think that sends? We're all okay. We're getting away with it. Ah, that could be just my take. You might have a different one. And I wanted you to pay attention to something. The Democrats are looking for scandals all the time. And here's one right under their nose. But, of course, of course, no, they're overlooking that, as is the state-controlled media. They're all focused on January 6th. And going after Trump to disembowel him before November 2022, and but obviously some of his recommendations and endorsements are winning big and could win bigger come 2022, November, this November, and of course what happens in 2024. But they're all focusing on January 6th, and they were all all really, really riled up because of testimony yesterday from Cassidy Hutchinson. It was a member of Mark Mendel's staff, and she was talking about how Trump was just out of control and even tried to grab the steering wheel from the Secret Service while they were driving what's called the Beast, the presidential limo, and trying to force them to drive to Capitol Hill when they're taking them back to the White House. It's a lie. I told you yesterday, she didn't witness it. She said she was told that by someone else, and look what happened. This someone else has now said, I never had that discussion with her. And do you th- have you thought about the size of that presidential limo? I know you've seen pictures. You're going to get from the back seat of that limo up into the front and grab the steering wheel? Give me a break. We're going to get into that. And then we also have the Labor Department Equity Panel. That's right, the Labor Department Equity Panel that Biden put together to make sure everybody's equitable. Well, apparently not. 
Apparently, white men are not so equitable. Video conference of some of the Labor Department employees while, quote, working, discussing transgender issues, which Congressman Gates of Florida says was racist as they began to vilify white men who don't understand transgenders, and they're doing it on your federal dime, your federal dollar, while they're supposedly working. We have a new SCOTUS justice, as you know, Kentanji Brown-Jackson, who cannot define a woman, but VP Harris can. Is she smarter? Oh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And, of course, today, Justice Breyer announcing that he will officially retire, effective at noon tomorrow. Now, that's how contingent Johnson uh, Brown-Jackson was nominated by Biden, because Breyer Dory indicated, I will retire so you can appoint someone. And that's who he appointed, or nominated, and then confirmed by the Senate. And we're going to be joined later by Thomas Jipping, a constitutional expert, about the story about the football coach who was fired because he was praying after the game at midfield, and his First Amendment rights, were they in contradiction with the freedom of expression, and also religion. Jipping's going to break down that story for us. And in the meantime, we continue to see the Biden inflation wreck is rapidly accelerating. I hope you don't get caught too deep in it. I'm probably sure you are already. Lock and load. Ready on the right. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. Your eyes are burning. You're sneezing. It's allergy season. Pollen readings are sky high. Heck, you can even see that yellow powder on everything. So that's also inside your air conditioning ducts. I suggest you call Wellington Environmental. Now, other companies will be glad to do the job, but they're going to come to your home or business Count the air ducts and begin increasing the cost. In fact, the quoted price might even double. Wellington offers one price, no extras. You'll be charged exactly what Wellington quotes. So this is easy for you. Call 314-644-4930, 644-4930. You will breathe easier. Wellington has a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930. 644-4930. Wellington Environmental. Your world cleaner, better, safer. Be well with Wellington. I want you to know something special. John Beal Roofing constantly gives back to the community in so many ways, supporting more charities and good causes than any other local roofing company. Why? It's the right thing to do. Keep that in mind when you need a new roof. Plus, quality work at the lowest price, guaranteed. John Beal, 1-800-NEW-ROOF, 1-800-NEW-ROOF. One, two, three, they're going to run back to me. They always want to come, but they never want to leave. is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. The G7 meeting in Germany has made at least one key point absolutely clear. 
Joe Biden's so-called energy transition to renewable fuels is a complete failure. It's a failure here in the U.S., but it's now a failure worldwide, globally, an utter failure. In Europe, the countries are talking renewables, but they're reopening coal plants. That's because they either can't get enough Russian oil or gas supplies, or what they can get is too expensive, or both. Austria, Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands, all reopening coal plants. That should not be lost on you. Those are the words of Larry Kudlow talking about how the G7 summit is making it clear that Biden is hurting America with his energy, green energy plans, because all of those European countries that had said, yeah, we'll go green, France among them, yeah, France, Germany, we told you yesterday, Germany said it's going to start reopening coal mines as well. France is going to have to start redoing some of that. China is rapidly accelerating on all fossil fuels, as is the rest of the world, while Biden shuts down U.S. oil and gas production and wants to close the coal mines and wants us all to live in an ever-green, green, 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 pie-in-the-sky world. Listen, I like and love this world, and I want it to be protected, too. And we have come a long ways from when smoke poured from industrial plants polluting communities nearby, so thick that you could barely see through the haze, not only in this country but around the world. This nation has done a better job of cleaning up and putting rules in place than anyone else has. But it's not enough for the liberal, green far, far left progressives. They want us all to suffer. We want you to suffer. We want you to suffer at the fuel pump. You're paying so much for gas that you will say, okay, I will get rid of my car. I'll buy an electric car. I don't know where I'm going to get the money to buy the electric car because everything is upside down inflation-wise anyway, and it's getting worse. And then if I buy the damn car, then i got to turn around and buy a new battery maybe six, seven years down the road, which is going to cost eight to twelve, fifteen thousand dollars, assuming we can get one. Going green is a good idea if you have it already in place and you can begin to phase things out. Did everyone, when the first automobile surfaced, coming right out of the Henry Ford plant on the assembly line, uh, uh, there were others, but I'm talking about Henry Ford and the assembly line production uh, beginning to roll out. Did everybody just give up horses and walk away from them? No, no. They waited until, you know, eventually they could get a car and then things began to change in their lives. So Biden is over there at this G7 summit trying to show that he's a leader of this country, and at that a very poor leader, I would point out. The purpose of this meeting is like all the others. is originally set up in 1975, supposed to be a forums bringing together the leading nations, the world's leading nations, the leaders of those nations. And they have now developed into a platform for determining the course of discourse and shaping political response to global challenges. That's uh, one description that's widely circulated, and it's true. 
And right now what we're seeing is how failing our economy and our leadership is compared to others. Because they realize, especially if you want to blame Putin, which even they won't blame Putin directly, then you've got to have other provisions for energy. So if they can't get the fuel and gas from Russia or afford to pay for it, if they're going to get it from them, and they can no longer rely on the U.S. to help support, while we were a major exporter and we were energy reliant, self-sufficient, until Biden came in and changed all that, then they're going to go back to the idea that, you know, that Green Accord Pact, that doesn't look so good when you're out there dying because you don't have any fuel for heat or any way to cool your home from the heat or just simply provide for you and your family. Steve Scalise, House Minority Whip, Republican of Louisiana, said, really, when we see how Biden and what he's been doing to this economy from the very beginning, really should be no surprise to you. Joe Biden, as a candidate for president, said, we're going to shut down drilling. We're going to stop drilling in America. He has no problem flying 5,700 miles to Saudi Arabia on Air Force One. Right. Who knows what the carbon Great footprint point. of that is. When you could stay right here, Port Fouchon, Louisiana, in my district, they could open up more production in the Gulf of Mexico, but they won't even issue a lease sale. Uh, so they're in violation of law there. No, no new pipelines, no new LNG export facilities. You can't even get a permit to do seismic to know what is beneath the ground in America, because as you pointed out, even with ESG, they don't want American oil production. That's why the price is high. Families get it. It's not Putin's fault. Putin's not doing this. Joe Biden's doing yeah. this. Yeah, Biden's doing it. Democrats are recognizing that. They, they know it as well, but they don't want to sometimes admit it. But when you look at the number of Democrats switching parties, one million plus, registering now as Republicans, that tells you it's gotten to their pocketbook. It is back to that same old line. It's the money, stupid. And meanwhile, the latest numbers coming out show in this third and final estimate of the path the economy took in the first three months of this year, the economy shrank at 1.6%. Consumer spending, the chief engine of U.S. economic growth, much weaker than previously thought. Inflation already weighing down the economy, raising the risk of a recession. That's according to the department watching over it on our GDP. And th when they say, I'm looking at this again, and I keep looking in, I'm trying to see if there's any qualification that adds that maybe we're already in recession. No, they just kind of keep moving around on it. It's a moving target for them. Well, at the same time, we're seeing that kind of reaction from some of those in our government on where we are right now and how we're going to get around some of it. You've got an econ economist that was on CNBC, a noted economist, pointing out that this is Kathy Wood, ARK Invest CEO. We are already in a recession. We're in it. She said we're in a recession. 
We think a big problem out there is inventories, the increase of which I've never seen this large in my career, and I've been around 45 years monitoring and watching this. She said, we've been wrong on one thing, and that was inflation being as sustained as it has been. For the supply chain, I can't believe it's taken two years and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which, of course, we could have seen. Inflation has been a big problem. Yeah, you can give some blame to what happened with Ukraine. But don't walk away from what Biden has done to this economy. And the blame resting on his shoulders. Now, when Steve Scalise said, on one hand, it should be no surprise because Biden telegraphed this when he was running for office, how he was going to do things. Steve Forbes, the CEO of Forbes magazine and Forbes Investments, says, on one hand, he'd probably agree with Scalise that it should be no surprise. But on the other hand, Biden was also trying to do a little dance around, dance around, a little seltzer in the pants type thing, keep people entertained that, hey, I won't go as far as the leftist Bernie Sanders and the AOC crowd. I'll I'll appease them while I'll walk the moderate line. And a lot of Democrats bought that line, and now they're also realizing we got lied to. Steve Forbes. President's done the exact opposite of what he promised. Instead of unifying the nation, he's divided it with policies that he didn't even get approval from Congress, not meant to mention the voters for. Open borders is one. Rampant crime is another. Going against commerce, so you get more rising prices because of artificially high costs. And the Federal Reserve going off and raising interest rates, which is going to kill the housing market. People want a little bit of breathing room. And if the administration would back off and the Federal Reserve would back off, this country would heal itself pretty quickly. That's it. But they're yeah, not right. allowing it. Yeah, they won't allow it. That's right. That's Steve Forbes. He knows of what he speaks when it comes to the economy. He said, you give people a little breathing room. Well, of course, the idea for Joe Biden, he says, the idea that I have for a breathing room is I'll give you, uh, we'll, we'll drop the federal tax for three months on gas, 18 cents. It's a start, but come on. And it's going to be for 90 days, which means it would expire just before the November elections. I would bet, uh, in fact, I will put money down right now that they're going to extend that drop the Fed tax until after the election in 2022, November coming up. And then you got these other bandage approaches. That, another one like California Governor Newsom, Democrat, obviously. They want to go ahead and send checks to residents to help them deal with the high cost of fuel and other high prices. That's just going to make inflation worse. Everybody knows that. You continue to hand out dollars and money and print it out and offer it, and it's not worth anything. The value goes down. The cost of the goods go up. You have inflation on the prices, and then you end up in a recession. The Sacramento Bee even pointed out, simply sending more money to consumers could make inflation far worse, according to them, and I'm reading. The inflation relief package championed by Governor Newsom would have a higher effect. And we're already at the highest level of inflation in 40 years. Back to Congressman Scalise, Republican of Louisiana. Biden is in the process of sacrificing America. 
We've got legislation. We presented it to the administration that would lower gas prices tomorrow. They don't want to talk to us about it because they hate American fossil fuels. They go overboard. You're looking at what Biden's doing now. He's going to go to Saudi Arabia and beg them to produce more oil. And frankly, as Macron pointed out to him, you know, I guess Biden's own advisors don't know this, but Macron had to tell him they don't have the capacity to produce more over there. We have it here in America. And by the way, we produce it cleaner and it's American jobs and it would lower the cost and he won't do it because the radical left controls his agenda. China's building a new coal plant every week as we're shutting down natural gas plants. I mean, this is the lunacy of the left's agenda. It's hurting American production. Nobody has better standards. They love beating up America on the left. Nobody has better standards in the world than the United States of America. If you're going to make stuff, and we're a manufacturing economy, the whole world is, make it in America. Yeah, make it in America. Drill, baby, drill in America. Again, that's Steve Scalise of the state of Louisiana, which is oil-rich on the land and offshore, but not getting help from the Biden administration. Now, you want to know how bad it's gotten? Bed, Bath, and Beyond stores. If you shop in those stores, and you're probably going to see this happen at other stores as well, you might notice it seems to be a little hotter in here. Well, why would that be? The prices are hot? Well, they are hot going up. But Bed Bath & Beyond has decided we've got to trim expenses. We're scaling back on air conditioning. Going to scale back on the air conditioning as the inflation persists. So come on in and uh, sweat your way around the store and see what you can find. And you're going to see in a lot more of that in other stores. Whatever we can do to trim things back, I uh, say on air conditioning. Isn't this great? This is America. Coming up, Justice Breyer makes it official when he's stepping away from the Supreme Court. As I mentioned in our opening monologue today, Justice Stephen Breyer has announced he will step down from the high court effective noon tomorrow. The court has announced that at 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, it will hand down all remaining opinions ready during this term. Now, a couple of those are going to be major decisions, one of them involving the remain in Mexico policy. See what the Supreme Court says about that. And then environmental regulation. Basically saying you cannot have environmental regulators setting standards which are simply political standards, not based on anything real. But Justice Breyer, of course, had already made it clear, he had notified President Biden this January that he was going to retire. And so Biden had a chance to rush forward with the nominee, which he did. That's how that we got to... Kentonji Jackson being nominated by Biden and confirmed by the Senate, although she has no idea what a woman is. 
We'll get into that more in the next segment. But the statement from Breyer's office is, it has been my great honor to participate as a judge in the effort to maintain our Constitution and the rule of law. Now, Breyer joined the Supreme Court after being nominated by President Clinton, making him the second longest serving active justice prior to his retirement, behind Justice Clarence Thomas, who joined in 1991. And, of course, when Biden said that uh, I will select a black woman for Breyer's job and chose D.C. Circuit Court Judge Kintanji Brown-Jackson, now confirmed by the Senate, she's ready to step into her robe, he's ready to step out of his, and he will do so officially at noon Eastern time tomorrow. He has served in the way he thought he should serve. You could question his decisions and question all of them. But there's something I want to point out. The Roe v. Wade decision that came down and the ire, to use a polite word, from the left against the court in general and especially against Kavanaugh, Barrett, Alito and Justice Thomas, it's absolutely, I should say, it shouldn't be shocking, but it is. The high court would be regarded in that way, members of the high court. And then you look at the fact that Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot the other day and her, her anger over Roe v. Wade being overturned as law of the land, and she focused on Clarence Thomas, a black man, and agreed with somebody in the crowd chanting, you know, F Clarence Thomas, and she agreed, started saying the same thing. Riddle me this, riddle me this. If you were in a group and you didn't like some decision that Justice Breyer had been involved in, and you were out there shouting that, what do you think the left would have done? What do you think the state-controlled media would have done? How much would that have been blown up over and over again? Such disrespect for a member of the Supreme Court. I have not heard one, not one word of objection from state-controlled media nor prominent Democrats. They are so far past, when I say they should be ashamed, they have no shame. Now, coming up, in a CNN interview, V.P. Harris was asked her view of the Roe v. Wade decision and the abortion ruling. What she gave was such a cluster of words that it's hard to understand except for one thing. She knows what a woman is. She had to be reminded that she's also a woman. I mean, when you hear the interview, you hear that come up as well. But compare her to our new Supreme Court Justice Jackson, who apparently cannot answer nor define what a woman is. You're going to love this. Stand by. You can email Larry. 
Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. Ackerman Toyota believes when you need service, you want genuine parts, certified mechanics, no hidden costs. You get all of that with Ackerman Toyota. Plus, if you're ready for a new car or pre-owned, see what Ackerman has on the lot or what's coming. Ackerman Toyota, Hampton and Interstate 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. The court actually took a constitutional right that has been recognized for half a century and took it from the women of America. I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. My gosh, there was VP Harris in an interview with CNN and Dana Bash and talking about her response to the Roe v. Wade ruling the other day. I thought about it in the context of she went through her children and then her grandchildren and then, of course, was reminded that She's a woman, yeah, and I'm a woman, and a mother uh, uh, of other children, and a woman bore me, and a woman bore my mother. I mean, (laughs) so as confusing as her answer was and convoluted, a lot of the Democrats are not happy that she didn't be more, was more forceful and direct on condemning it. She just said, oh, I thought about it in this context, that context, and, and at the same time muddled the water and threw the word woman out there as if she knew what a woman was. She knew she was born of a woman. She knew her mother was also born of a woman. So here we have the vice president. Again, there are those that actually, I've heard from some, that actually believe she would be a good president. Are you absolutely kidding me I mean you need to pray I pray anyway for our president and our leaders all the time you know and I don't wish any harm for them nor should you they are the leaders of our nation whether or not you voted for them I just pray God give them the direction they listen and follow I mean we're all fall short when it comes to that but you want to really step up prayers, make sure Biden is able to serve out this term, because I told you previously that if he's going, to, if he is going to step aside after November twenty twenty two at the red tsunami, that's when he will decide. Okay, it's good for me to go now. I'll leave it in the hands of VP Harris. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. Or decide that he will run again, which again would be a very interesting feature still to come. But here's the other thing about the VP Harris remarks you were listening to. 
She mentioned woman numerous times, and even Dana Bash said, and, and you as a woman. Yes, and I'm as, as a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> well, now, that's very interesting. Is she a biologist? Does she, does she know? I mean, does she know the difference between man, woman, and so forth? Because do you remember when Senator Marshall, uh, Marshall Blackburn, Tennessee, in this March, was asking, asking questions of Biden's nominee for the Supreme Court, Ketanji Brown Jackson, one question, one question which simply blew up and exposed exposed the stupidity of the left and try, what they're trying to push on us and our children. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, so I'm not. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. Somebody did not get the message to VP Harris in that CNN interview. Do not acknowledge your woman or that you know what a woman is. And now the Supreme Court justice who would take over and after Justice Breyer steps aside tomorrow, Kintanji Jackson cannot tell you what a woman is. You see how you see how this woke culture is absolutely upside down. They can't even get it straight in their own head. Is uh, what, what is our argument again? What what do we say? How how are we supposed to answer that? And now this woman will be sitting on the court, and there will be cases coming forward involving. Uh, women. Yes, yes, there will be cases involving women. How the hell is she going to figure that one out? The Department of Labor under Biden set up a, a panel, an equity panel. The idea was to make sure that as a Department of Labor, we're making sure everything is equitable among the workforce. Well, they apparently had a video conference between some of them the other day. And someone got a copy of the video conference and turned it over to Congressman Gates, Republican of Florida. He, in turn, turned it over to Fox News. And they decided, let's air this and see what kind of reaction. Now, here's, here's the report as filed by the reporter as he talks about the video and where it originated. Hi, Laura. The video was obtained by a congressional source and shows trans activists speaking at a Department of Labor webinar about how to provide safe and nurturing spaces for trans employees. One of the activists with the pronouns she, her and goddess told attendees that some white men don't acknowledge trans identities and want to criminalize trans people. That's what we're dealing with is like really reclaiming all those identities that have always existed, right? But because of colonization and um, um, those cis white men not understanding and being confused about what they saw, it's like, well, you're either male or female, that's it. 
White men are confused by if they're seeing a male or a female. Well, sometimes the way some dress, no, I can't tell either. And, of course, some of the woke culture will tell you that, well, even doctors can't identify when you're born if you're male or female. They just make a guess. No, if you're going to be a biologist, as Justice Jackson said, I'm not a biologist, so I can't tell you that. Well, a biologist, a doctor, should be able to say if it's a penis, it's a man. If it doesn't have a penis, it's a vagina, then it's a woman. It's that simple. Now, the terminology being thrown around by transgenders and in this panel again, and I'll remind you again, Department of Labor, these folks are supposedly working on your dollar about improving jobs for Americans, and they're focusing on transgenderism and white men who don't understand cis. Cis? Oh, that's uh, short for cisgender. And that's uh, also a term that apparently means whatever gender you are now is the same as what was presumed for you at birth. That they want to just stick to that meaning. That, well, maybe I was born and declared a man, but I'm really a woman. And I've told you before, for someone who's really and truly having such a battle inside their body, I feel for them. And especially if they're children. But rushing forward with puberty, blocking drugs and surgery and things of this nature is not the right answer. But more importantly, here we have a federal employees holding this viral conference, and they're talking about this issue on your dollar while they're working for the Department of Labor. What's bizarre is that in the name of inclusion, our government is embracing the policies of exclusion. And it's really state-sponsored racism for your money to be used by the Department of Labor to try to say that all of society's flaws are the fault of white men. That is Congressman Matt Gates, Republican of Florida. And, of course, the woke culture will also, and the Democrats will point out, too, well, you got a guy like Clarence Thomas uh, on the Supreme Court. There, there's, it's, uh, there's a fault, too, for a black man for making a decision like he did. But the key point here is, again, that this is a panel discussion taking place while these folks are on the job in the Department of Labor, and Congressman Gates says, Wait a minute. I believe we have to expose these things when they happen. I believe when we retake the House, we have to actually use the power of the purse to stop this. And then when we retake the White House, we have to reorient these agencies where they actually work for people's freedoms. I mean, if the Department of Labor is going to be focused on pronouns instead of the freedom of people to actually work in our country, why even have a Department of Labor? Yeah, that's a good question. Why have it? And for that matter, why do we need a Department of Education? A lot of that stuff should simply go back to the states. You can use the Education and Labor Department to bring federal dollars in to help on some things that states cannot handle. Oh, and by the way, the left is not that satisfied with Joe Biden and his remarks following the Roe v. Wade ruling the other day. In fact, they want him to do more, and they're going to demand that Biden do more than simply bow well, I don't have any power. Stand by. You can connect with Larry on Twitter at Larry Connors USA. The other day, some listeners saw me in Cafe Napoli, and one said, We see you here all the time. I said, Yes, you do. I am the Cafe Napoli ambassador. Truth is, I've been an Napoli customer for decades, when there was only the Clayton location, then Town & Country, now St. Charles. 
Trust me, you'll enjoy great food, drinks, service. Cafe Napoli, Clayton, Town & Country, Streets of St. Charles. And tell them the Cafe Napoli ambassador sent you. You should have closed your windows and got another dog. You should have chained up all the doors and switched up all the This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Reminding you, we are live streaming these programs at rumble.com. Go to rumble.com, enter in with the search engine, one word, Larry Connors USA. And it'll take you right to our page where we have previous rumbles posted, and you can join us live in studio. As we wrap up this hour, you can join us and be in place as we begin Hour 2 coming up shortly. As I mentioned going into that break, uh, the Democrats are putting more pressure on Biden. They want him to do more than mouth the words he did the other day, reference Roe v. Wade. He talked about how dark it was, it was wrong, and so forth and so on, and basically came down to the saying, uh, it'll be on the ballot this fall, but my powers are limited. One Democrat strategist told the New York Times it did not seem, quote, like there was a game plan after the Supreme Court handed down the decision. You guys, you guys were expecting a game plan from Biden? Are you serious? <laughs> you got what he got. Uh, nothing. Game plan is get more ice cream. The same New York Times report noted that Democrats were seeing Biden's response as, quote, painfully inadequate. One of the uh, Democrat National Committee members told the Times, quote, there needs to be more fight. He said the remark by Biden on that and on the gun ruling of the court, all of it, he said, it shows we're tone deaf. New York Times reported that among the Democrats, including Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, singing God Bless America on the steps of the Capitol, as many protested across the street at the Supreme Court, one strategist said outside the Capitol, that moment crystallizes it perfectly. The Titanic is sinking. The band is playing. Oh, they are so... The, see, that's the thing with the left. The left is beginning to cannibalize itself, which they have for a long time, and I love it. I love it when rats begin to run off the ship or they turn on each other, and that's what we're seeing happen. And it's going to continue. Max Berger is a progressive strategist. He told the New York Times that Pelosi and Biden have worked with these institutions, which he describes as already having failed, and they can't wrap their heads around the idea that they are collapsing. They don't have a game plan. Except go at each other. If you don't go far enough to the left, we will push you and shove you. And the woke culture has to win out on everything. Everybody has to change because one person might say, well, I didn't get my rights protected. For instance, New York women's skateboard competition just got completed. A 13-year-old girl who ranked 133 based on performance of skateboarding competitions was probably going to take home the prize, but she got beat by a 29-year-old biological male 
Father of three, a combat vet, previously rejected from the Olympics for having too much testosterone. So he beats a 13-year-old girl in skateboard. He's 29 years old. Do you not think at first there should be an age concern? In addition to being a man, but claiming now he's a woman. I thank him for his service to our country. Or was it her service to the country? Whatever. Thank you for that. But you you want so badly to be recognized that as a 29-year-old male, female, whatever you want to call yourself, I can, I can win the $500 prize and I can make a name for myself and get attention. I can even get on Larry Connor's show. Yes, you did. But I have not mentioned your name, have I? And I'm not going to because I could care less. But what I want you to take away from this is you're 29 years old and you're beating your chest as if you knocked out Muhammad Ali when he was in his prime. You're a 29-year-old born male competing against a 13-year-old girl. And she acknowledges she's a girl. And she acknowledges she's 13. Will you acknowledge you were 29? Whatever your views are, with or against the woke culture, regarding sex transitions, things of that nature, isn't there something to be said about age? Now, as a young man of 40 myself, I could tell you that, you know, 29 wasn't, well, I might I might be off a few years. <laughs> Never mind. I, let's don't go down that road again. But the bottom line is, age makes a difference, obviously. And 29-year-olds competing against 13-year-olds, is that what we're going to see happen going forward in other competitive sports? Some transgender saying, you know, I, I want to go back to grade school. I didn't get a chance to win a track meet because I was beat out by other boys. I want to go back. I want to enroll as a student again and become a grade schooler and compete against girls in track. And I'll get a track star scholarship. <laughs> I laugh and yet I'm inside. I'm just fuming as you probably are as well. Coming up in the next hour. Right in the face of the Democrats and the state-controlled media is a major scandal, but they continue to ignore it because they're so focused on January 6th and we're exposing more lies on January 6th. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA.